music a playing behind us? That's right. It is time for SecureVote.News, ladies and gentlemen. In my in studio here with me is Lou Moore, my friend and fellow election integrity advocate. Good morning, Lou. I thought you were going to call me a fellow traveler, Lola. I was going to be a <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Well, very good. What do you have for us? Uh, and folks, let me mention that again. SecureVote.News is a website. SecureVote.News. And uh, you and I, we need to visit that website on a daily basis just to stay abreast of all of the stories that you post on this website, Lou. So many great stories. I don't know how we can cover them all in the 15 minutes we have together. We're not going to, Lowell. Okay, let's make our best attempt. <laughs> I will talk faster, though. Okay. So first one, Lowell, and this is one that you asked me to cover specifically. Happy to do it. We blinked to the Federalist and to the testimony that a one of their, probably their lead reporter, Molly Hemingway, yeah. uh, gave to the Congress. And Molly was a friend of uh, the Secure Vote Utah Initiative through a friend I was, uh, who's back in Washington, D.C., actually works for Newsmax. Uh, he told me she was following every twist and turn with us and was wishing us the best. So she's been legitimately very concerned about our election. So in her testimony, she kind of sums up uh, the problems that we have without getting into all the voting mechanics. But uh, the fact that the election is going on so long now, and she, of course, points at primarily mail-in ballots. She talks about lawfare and the fact that, I mean, here we were a few years ago. We have to impeach President Trump because on a phone call, he asked the president of Ukraine to just look at some reports he had, some very specific reports he had, that Joe Biden might have been doing some corrupt things over there. Well, oh, that was terrible. He's a potential opponent and whatnot. Well, now on about eight fronts, Joe Biden's political party is trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, uh, get rid of his, uh, you know, strip him of his money or put him in jail uh, before the election of 2024. And so, I mean, this is just unprecedented beyond belief. So, of course, she calls that out. Well, you know, I heard one last night, Lou, that I hadn't heard before that in this Ukraine funding bill, where they're they're trying to provide money for to to stop immigration or to to you know, that it's in the same bill that provides funding for Ukraine and apparently JD Vance tweeted out yesterday apparently that in the bill I haven't read this myself but he tweeted something like if president if the president of the United States in 27 stops the funding of Ukraine he could be impeached you know it's automatic impeachment he's out of the office I mean, how can a Congress do that, right? That just makes no sense at all to me. Sure, yeah, no, true enough. So, and I had a little technical difficulty, so I don't have it up yet, but Jack Posobiec uh, put up something, I think you can find it on either Telegram or X, uh, showing kind of a chart of where we're at on all these various lawfare cases. And you know, there's eight cases. I mean, we have one in Florida, we have uh, the one in Washington, D.C., we have two in New York, the Georgia case. I'm missing a couple of them anyway. Well, there's so many of them. But that's a website devoted to that? Just all of it? No, no, no. He just or, put a chart together. Okay. Each of the- you know, they, they, that's what that's what Putin does, right? Putin, and like any dictator, they try to cha- they try to keep their challengers from having a chance to challenge them. It's exactly what Biden is doing and his administration. I don't think Biden is cognizant of anything anymore, but his administration is trying to keep 
Trump off of the ballot through lawfare. It's, it just it, it reeks. Yeah. So and then she calls out uh, censorship. And of course, if you look on the, the most current headlines we have in the last week uh, on securevote.news, we have stories about the lawfare. People were pretty thrilled. It looks like the Supreme Court is not going to keep Trump off the ballot. That's a uh, Colorado case, and that will impact about 30 cases around the country. It's unbelievable. Okay. I, I quit posting. There were 30 uh, state cases in various stages to keep him off the ballot, but the Supreme Court could whack that down with one stroke uh, should they uh, choose to do so over this. I sure hope they do. The 14th Amendment issue. But anyway, we have the, the whole specter of censorship. Of course, we've got a, a story from Texas that Attorney General Paxton going to war again over the censors. And, and we've just had one story after another, whether it's big tech censoring people or if it's or if it's a government themselves and, and through more than one program. I mean, this is a, an, a labyrinth. It's a censorship industrial complex. I think that's a phrase that Molly uses in this story. So, yeah. Uh, and anyway, she calls that out succinctly and then... Something that we overlooked, but it's been the case for a long time, our press in this country, and you know, we're not talking about the new media, the alternative media that you and I are part of, mm -hmm. but the so-called establishment press, it's one party. Yeah, over 95, every time they do a poll of these guys, the CNN and New York Times and the LA Times, and you know, all the, the old legacy media uh, folks, you know, it's over 95% uh, Democrat, and uh, the, the few that are Republicans are what we would probably call rhinos is also a problem Yeah, uh, that she called out in her. Yeah, I, I really admire Molly for doing that. And folks, if you go to securevote.news and, and click on this story, you'll be treated to just page after page after page of the problems with mail-in balloting and, and, and other problems relating to our election system. So it's well worth your time to review Molly's article. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, Lou. And so another one that you again called out is uh, down in Arizona. It comes from Arizona. Good news. Uh, it, it's a great piece of legislation. It will not pass through the system, but it got through the House. You know, I, first thing I call out is, is that our folks got rid of a terrible Speaker of the House in Arizona that was blocking every election integrity bill. Hmm. Uh, what was his name? Rusty. I can't remember his name now. He's not in this story. But anyway, we have a new Speaker. He's letting good bills come to the floor. One highlights the need to get rid of these voting centers. Yeah. Getting uh, Get us back to precinct. One of your favorite topics. Boy, I'll say, I, we need to get back. That's what we did here in Utah for you know a century until about 20 years ago. And you and I have a, a good friend down there in Arizona, several good friends. Mark Fincham, by the way, who ran for Secretary of State and I think is running right now a race to be uh, in, the, in the Senate. He is also a member of the board of directors of United Precious Metals Association. So lots of great, great, great people. Yeah, great organization, great people. And, and Mark Fincham, I also look at, there's some really good people down there in Arizona. And Wendy Rogers. Wendy Rogers, there, yeah. I don't, yeah. There is a number of good elected officials in Arizona, including in the congressional delegation. Heli Crane, Andy Biggs. And the reason that- great folks down there. That's right, Lou. And the reason that caught my eye was because we need to do the same thing here in Utah. We're, we need to change the direction of movement because right now, people want to centralize the vote counting in county- offices, and pretty soon it'll be centralized in state offices. That's that's the wrong direction. We need 
the vote counting to be done in the precincts by volunteer neighbors, volunteer citizens, because then and only then will we pull down that power and, and decentralize it. Then you can't corrupt the elections very easily if there's 2,000 different places the votes are counted here in Utah, because we have over 2,000 precincts. And But if you centralize it in 29 locations or even one location, then we are very susceptible and vulnerable to, shall we call, shenanigans uh -huh. go on with the elections. Yes, indeed. What we saw in Michigan where they, they papered over the Buing area, which was about a quarter mile from where the people were actually processed. We saw it in Georgia. We saw it in Arizona in spades. And yeah, these voting centers are not good. No. The only thing worse is probably the mail-in ballot uh, situation. Right. And we talk, talk about it all the time. But anyway, this bill did pass the House. It forbids boards of supervisors from authorizing voting centers. It uh, forbids the recorder. I don't quite know how their system works down there, but the recorder can set up early voting centers that are smaller, forbids that, and it limits the size of precincts to 1,000. I see. That's excellent. Yeah. So, you know, it's not going to, you know, Katie Hobbs is not going to sign. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the battle continues. And well, but, but, but that's okay. It got through the House in, the, in, in Arizona. May or may not make it through the Senate, but at least you get the senators on record, those who vote against it or vote for it, and then you can use that as bludgeon to help get them removed from office the next time around, right? I mean, you can run people Absolutely. in their place. And if, if you get through the Senate and it goes to the governor and she vetoes it, then you have that to use against her. So every effort made in the, in, in the cause of fair and free and transparent elections is worth it, even though, you know, maybe, it does, maybe the bill doesn't get passed, but at least then you have ammunition to fight your opponents in the election season. 100%, 100%. So another story we call attention to, this is a little bit, different and a different type of a story, but I, I would argue it still relates to election integrity. So we elect officials to go to legislative bodies and every legislative body, whether it's a Congress or whether it's a state legislature, can expel that person or punish them. But we assume that will only be used in the most extreme cases where there's corruption or malfeasance or wherever. But in Michigan, this poor state legislator up there retweeted a tweet from the aforementioned Jack Posobiec, Real America's Voice, who's part of Turning Point USA. And Jack just pointed out in a meme that the white population in the world has diminished significantly from the 1950s till now. Hmm. And it's also diminished in the United States. So this legislator retweeted this, mm -hmm. I think without comment. They have taken away his office they have taken away his staff. This is in Michigan. Wow. They have taken him off all of the committees he's on, and they've done everything but take away his voting uh, privileges on the floor. This is not right. No. This is not right. We want our legislators to be forthright. Maybe you don't agree with him on that particular issue, issues, but we don't want me to go along to get along legislators mm -hmm. or members of Congress, we want people that are looking at all the issues and are calling attention to things that they think are important issues. And when that's interfered with, argue that is that's an election integrity issue. Yeah, yeah, that's Michigan. You said, yeah. So they, the citizens in Michigan, then they need to to hold accountable those in that chamber who are who who have, who have stripped him of his rights of his 
you know, have his committee assignments and all of that, right? Right. That's probably the, the speaker over there or the president if it's the Senate, but they it's need, in the House. I think it's, it's the Speaker. And, and the Democrats took control of the House situation in Michigan yeah. before this last election degraded. I see. In, in their state legislature. Okay. Yeah. Well, something to watch there. And that's quite a story, really. So, Lowell, it wouldn't be right if I didn't bring up my favorite case, the Georgia case with Judge Totenberg. And I'm where, sitting on the edge of my chair waiting for Yeah, well, so, so is the entire country because <laughs> she can rule that all Dominion voting machines cannot be used in this election on an emergency basis, and she can force the state to go for this election to hand mark paper ballots. Cool. But guess what? She That's was cool. supposed to rule over a week ago. I bet she's getting a ton of pressure. Oh, she is. Side. Oh, a national news story, this lens, <laughs> yeah, the whole nine yards. So we'll see. And uh, the, the final, the, the circus part of all the lawfare against President Trump Evidently, he's going to be showing up in the court this week where a judge is going to determine if Fannie Willis and her paramour are are still eligible to prosecute the case against him due to the numerous violations of law that they have committed in their Mm -hmm. evil acts. Wow. But we'll see. What... The the stories just go on and on, Lou. Very interesting, do. entertaining. It's as you like to say, it's a target rich environment. Oh my goodness, totally is. Just quick plug, Lowell. You got newsforamerica.org. It's a new website that we have. You can find my podcast, which is called Hour of Decision, and you can also find one Lowell Nelson there with the path to state and local sovereignty. He, most vital news if you don't if you're not uh, listening to this now if you're catching it on soundcloud you can also direct people to newsforamerica.org wonderful lou thank you very much newsforamerica.org that's been lou moore here with securevote.news and we appreciate his weekly contributions here on a path to state and local sovereignty rob call back in